There's a ticking time bomb in Finn Hughes' head. That means he has to prepare everyone. Ava, the baby, the company, which is in an uproar after the announcement. He needs to get them ready, because when the curse hits, it will be too late to say goodbye. Welcome to the Midnight Dynasty. The Warren Morelli and Constantine families have enough bad blood to fill an ocean, and their brand new stories will be told by your favorite dangerous romance authors. That's three to get ready, Hughes, book three, Buscal Warren. It's out this Thursday. Go grab it, lady listeners. Hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, it's working. I see comments now. Okay. I know. Inter- you want to introduce us? <laughs> um, welcome to Read Me Romance. <laughs> this is chaos. I have no idea what happened when we went live, but apparently there was a recipe that that the machine was reading out loud so hey everybody thank you so much for joining us in our live episode i kind of said like when we when we were doing this i was like oh it's our 200th episode it's actually not our 200th episode it's like our 400th episode this is our 200th week doing this podcast like we have been there's 52 weeks in a year that's why i was like how the fuck have we done this for 200 weeks that is, that's asinine. That's not even insane. That's asinine. But like, so this is our, this is our 200th week. This is a big one though. And so we decided to do our own book. <laughs> fuck it. Hey everybody. Oh my gosh. I can see the comments that come through. Oh, you're so sweet. Look, hold on. LB said, y'all look gorgy. <laughs> LB Ballard, ladies and ladies. Um, she sings the podcast theme song. So I love that. What is the percentage of shows? Ha ha. Of what, to what? I don't, I don't know what that was in reference to. Um, I love I, how Leah's in all pink and Mel's in all dark. I, I didn't realize I was in all dark, but I did when we yeah. came in. I was like, God, you're pink today. I, know, I was like, this is my, this is my forever 21 sweater. It's like super cropped and short. It's really cute. Princess, it was like 20 bucks. Princess, Princess of Feral, Feral Cats. Princess of Feral Cats. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be your superpower. Um, so, yeah, well, like I said, welcome to the podcast. If you are new to Read Me Romance and this is your first time joining us, we really appreciate you being here. I'm Leah. That's Mel. We write under the name Alexa Riley. You're going to hear the first half of an Alexa Riley book this week. It's a, a book that we had previously released, but we rewrote it. Um, it made it Valentine's themed. So it was actually if um, this one's called Sweet Treats. And if you've read that before, that name sounds familiar. It was a book we did for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a really short novella that we wrote for Halloween. So we decided to retheme this one. And I got to ask you, Mel, I went through and I was reading the bio on this. Did you rename the hero in this? Yeah, because they it's had dark the names. Name. You got his last name is Lovella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, did you just think like love Ella? There we go. <laughs> I just like I can literally see you thinking this through. Like, 
what's a Valentine theme? Love. Ella got it. Boom. Well, his name is only, his last name is actually only said once throughout the book, anyways, okay. and in the book bio. Oh, that's so, it. Oh. Yeah, but their names had been like dark. They had were Halloween names. Oh, okay. Like her name was like Raven Treats, and oh, okay. I, I changed it to something else, mm-hmm. Treats. Yeah, or something. It was charity, charity treats. That yeah. just sounds slutty. I love it. Usually, I just Google. Mm-hmm. I used to have the problem where Leo would always be like, "You keep why do you always pick A names?" Because I'm like, "It's at the top of the Google list." It's at the top of the Google list. So now I scroll down like halfway and then look. Well, and we have a spreadsheet now too because of that because we named the heroes the same name so many times that we had to create a spreadsheet where we have all the names of our books with all the names of the hero and heroine. So we stop repeating names. And thankfully we haven't done it much since then, but it was a real problem there for a while. Real problem. So, um, so yeah, so this week we have Alex Riley on the podcast. You're going to get half today and you're going to get the other half on Thursday. Um, I say that as today at real time, I know this episode's live, so it's a little different than, like the space time continuum is going to be a little fucked up. Okay. Mm-hmm. But just stick with us. So we've got a couple of things to talk about and I have some quizzes and some quiz questions. And then I've got some trivia. Would you rathers, which I am so excited to do. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about, I read a book over break and I have been dying to ask you about it. It was recommended by um, the mystery author that I love, Angela Marsons. And so she had it on her Goodreads. She had marked it as, cause I follow her on Goodreads. She had it marked on there as like five stars. She loved it. Really, she was like really different, you know, a different premise, wasn't expecting it. Good twist. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to get down with this. So it's called The Girlfriend by K.L. Slater. The premise of the book, it starts out, it is a Halloween themed birthday party for the wife. And she's there and they're getting ready and the costumes and stuff. And all of a sudden her husband's like, I have to run out real quick. And while he's out, he gets, um, he totals his car and dies in a car accident. The next day, this woman shows up with a baby and she's like, you're in my house. And so it turns out that this woman was like with the husband and he signed over everything to the girlfriend, everything, because he was in so much debt. So, I mean, this is like right away in the jump at the beginning of the book. So like she, the family was so in debt. The wife had no idea. Like they were, they had no money. Like they were in foreclosure on their house, bankruptcy. And the girlfriend has tons of money. She was like, I'll bail you out. It's fine. I just want you to sign everything over to me in case anything happens. I have collateral to get my money back. And he's like, sure, no problem. So he does. And so the wife, the girlfriend shows up and she's like, this is my house. But what I'm going to offer is a solution that we're all going to live in this house together. What would your response to be to this? Let me let me also say this wife had no job, no education, zero money. Even the money in their checking account belonged to the girlfriend. Did the woman, the girlfriend knew about the wife? Knew about the wife, yes. And was having an affair with him? Well, she said she found out right before he died yes and what she had no idea that he was with her until he died and that's how she found out so like she didn't she had no idea he was married then she thought he was building the house for her for the girlfriend yeah so like if she has no place to go then no i mean i would go home (laughs) 
Oh, I would go home to like my parents. I was going to say you go to your mom and dad. I'm like, I'm going to my mom and dad's. I'm so out. She has a mom and a sister and they both don't have like a place for her. Basically, neither of them is in a position to like, you know, to take her and her kids in. I think it is a very sweet offer. It might. And the woman that he signed everything over to has a baby. Mm-hmm. It's his baby. I think it's a very sweet thing for her to do. Mm-hmm. Because like, if she didn't know about the affair and now she does have his child, which mm-hmm. should be entitled to some of whatever's left of the wealth if it was hers. Yeah. And it's neither one of the women's fault. He was the mm-hmm. asshole. It ends up being this really good twist. And I will agree with the author that recommended it. It w- I didn't really, I couldn't foresee how this was going to play out. And then as you read the book, I have an idea, like something's in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then it's what I don't want to okay. I think that one of them killed him. Mm, that's a that's a good thought. It's a good that's a good guess. Found not out and ex- killed him and was like That's not exactly what happened, but it's a good guess. Because you 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 really do you keep guessing the whole book. Mm-hmm. But like as you go through the book, you get a different chapter. You get a chapter from the wife, a chapter from the husband, and then one from the girlfriend. And they're all a little different. And you're like, who is really telling the truth here? Like, what's really happening? And by the end of it, the whole story kind of unfolds and it ends up being really, really good. And I was like, okay, like it was, it reminded me a lot of like Gone Girl a little bit where it was kind of like this whole other thing was happening that you had no idea what was going on. And then all of a sudden it gets everything kind of unfolds and it's like, oh, wow, that was really good. So, yeah, yeah. It's called The Girlfriend by Chaos Slater. It's not a romance at all, but it was just it was a good read. And I read it over break. So I just wanted to mention it. And I cannot imagine being the wife and having kids and a family in a home that you guys you thought you designed together and all this stuff. And then like all of a sudden this person shows up. She's like, yeah, we're going to room together. And you're like. Like you have a constant reminder of how your husband betrayed you and lied to you. And like, I think think it might help me get over his death a little. You know what? Fair point. Fair point. I feel like that'd be an easy way to say fuck you. Because I would would never be the person that was like, I always hate dead exes and romances because I was like, they never would have picked her if he hadn't. If he, the other wife yeah, if she had died. died. Yeah, yeah. Where mm-hmm. this one was like, he was fucking having an affair. When I found out, I would have been out either way. Yeah, true. So. Man, so I had that on there and I forgot to mention it last time. So I wanted to mention it this time in case anybody else um, wanted to read something that was different. But you had a book that you read. It was Sheriff's Bad Bear by Katie Wilde. And we were talking about it on last week's episode because it just went live. And did you read it since last week? Yes, I read it. And anybody else that did the pre-order like I did, you need to yeah. undo it and update. Because when you got the pre-order, Katie, I guess, loaded a new version with more. And I don't mean a new version with more like 200 more location. It went from 1,000 location to 1,500 location. Shut the fuck up. So you did got she, like, like almost third, doubled the book. Yeah. Yeah. She like a third more was added to the book. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah. It was just, I just, Katie always does such a strong, vulnerable heroine. Where she she, hits it. she can be, which isn't something I favor a lot of times, is the strong whatever. 
but she does it in a way where there's like this vulnerable to it and she's also badass i don't know she just nails that every time and she did it yeah. again with this one because the heroine in this one is a cop mm-hmm. she's a sheriff so and there's stuff going on with the motorcycle game oh, she's the sheriff okay all right yeah he's sense. not the, he's a bear okay and like at the end of the last one there was one called the teacher's bear. pet and they mm-hmm. were in it and they were really good friends and you're like god how are they being friends you can tell this is mate mm-hmm. but he was just kind of da 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 and it starts off you get a prologue and he tells her, you know, I want to be with you or whatever. But then he like fucking takes off for like a year. Oh, wow. At the beginning of the prologue. But he doesn't realize he's gone for a year because he goes like for berserkshire mm-hmm. because he thinks he can't hold back anymore because he's been trying to be her friend, trying to be her friend. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to force himself on her. So he just kind of snaps. Oh, wow. And so he goes into the wild pretty much. And when he comes back out, he doesn't realize that a year has passed. Wow. Okay. And then it starts from there. She just does a great job of like catching you up on something like that. Like normally I think like, oh my God, that's going to take so many pages to get through and it's going to drag and be boring. But she has such a great way of like moving a story you know like it's her books are just like this like as you go through them it's so fast paced i love that but i I like because before he like took off like in the prologue he she was he was like on the other side of the door of where she was in her bedroom Mm -hmm. and he didn't hear what she said because he took off but when she came out of the room you could see like his claw marks across the door frame it's so hot like as he was holding it so hard (laughs) before he like snapped (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay, so it's Alexa Riley week. So we're going to talk about some Alexa Riley stuff before we get into the quiz. I want to mention that the book you're listening to, Sweet Treats, um, was again, was pr- previously released. You're going to get this one today. And then, fuck, what else do we have? What are the new books called? Shit. Oh, I, the, I remember. Sorry. Go ahead. I have it like ready to format i didn't know when you want me to release it it can be released for when this goes live next week yeah it can come out in the ebook too so meeting his match is the first one oh yeah okay so this is that's the books we're writing right now the double trouble duet meeting his match and then perfect match that's the one i didn't remember that's the one (laughs) that we're wrapping up right now but meeting his match is all done and ready to go in the dropbox so i can load that whatever yeah, that's funny. I guess it can go live when this goes up. So, uh, so yeah, that's our newest release that we have coming up. It's a duet. It's really cute. It's twins fall in love with twins. That's really sweet. And then um, if you haven't seen, we released three new AR Taboo books. So um, those are live as of we released those last Friday. So, I think so. Yeah. so we haven't released any since then. So don't panic if you are waiting for more. There will be more. There, there'll be more eventually. So, um, so yeah, that's all we have for, for books and stuff that are coming up. So I wanted to mention those, um, before I forgot. And also we have the, um, spring book box that's coming up to, um, I can't remember what we called that. I like, I had, I took notes. Love and Blossom down. or something? It's like. Blossom something. The cover is really pretty. Love I, Blooms or something like, is it Love, Love Blooms, Love Blossoms? Like love that. and bloom i think this is my favorite cover though oh my god we always it's, make it's it so absolutely when, when you pull the covers together it can be one oh, title or they I can just happen be... to have some right here not the purple ones but so it's these a... are the ones from last season 
So on one, see, it says, that right? yeah. So yeah. when you put them together, it makes a heart, the paper bags. So this was last year's um, volume three and four, I volume guess. five and six. I don't know. Can you see it on your phone? No, but it's I should called have pulled it up. Read Me Love is part of the title. And the other one is Romance and Bloom. So that's, so it, yeah. It's, it's Rome. So read me romance, be, love and bloom, right? Read me, yeah. yeah, something like that. Something like that. So yeah, so those are coming out. Um, the book boxes will be out hopefully this spring if we get everything together by then. Um, oh look, I have one here so you can see the cover of. Um, you guys can check it out. So that's what they look like this year. They're just like purple and they're really beautiful. So, um, so those are coming. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. And again, if you're signed up for the newsletter, you'll be the first to know um, when they go on sale and when it's coming and all that good stuff. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter. All right. So thank you guys again for being here with us. Um, I have some questions and I just, I'm so nervous because I'm like, what if nobody gets these right? They're too hard or they're too easy and everybody gets it. But we're going to do um, prizes for- I have no idea what she's right. doing. Do so what? I'm gonna. I said I don't even know. I know. What doing, I know. So I'm in for the surprise with you guys. <laughs> so we're gonna do a signed copy of the Ghost Rider bundle. This has got like six stories in it. I think it's got a lot. It's got the entire series that's in it. So the first person to comment the right answer is gonna win a signed copy of this. And make sure I can see your name too, or just like put your name in the comment if you're not, if it just is like Facebook yeah, user or whatever. Yeah, because some of them said just say Facebook user on here. Yeah, well, if they don't like enter in the stuff, it won't transfer over. Cause we're not watching this on Facebook, we're watching it on StreamYard. So like you won't see their name unless they log in and stuff. Yeah, so if you're just like the first person to comment, I'll go back and watch the video and then we'll get it. All right, so for a signed copy of the Ghost Rider bundle, how many all-time listens has the podcast had? I did mention this on Tuesday's episode. Today's Wednesday. So yesterday's episode, I did mention how many all-time listens we've had. You can get kind you of You always said it yesterday? They've on Tuesday's episode. I told you last week when we recorded. <laughs> I oh, my gosh. That's know. right. Brianne got really? it. Almost 10 million. Oh my God, I didn't even, I forgot. Yeah, you got it. Brianne got it. Brianne Donnelly got it right. I, I don't know if I should say her whole name. Maybe she doesn't want me to say her whole name on the podcast. I'm going to put your comment up. Yeah, you're right. Almost 10 million. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we're at like 9.6 million listens right now, which is fucking insane that that many, that, that the podcast has been listening to that many times. So all right, next up is a signed copy of Camp Hardwood, which mm -hmm. I love. So this is the one. It's got like four stories in it. It's I really love how sweet. innocent that cover is. It's so, look how sweet it is. It just looks so <laughs> wholesome. There's like BDSM in here. Like there's all kinds of dirty shit. All right, so for a signed copy of Camp Hardwood, all right, besides North America, so America and Canada, what country has the most listens each week? Ooh. You want to take a guess? Am I guessing continent or just a country? I guess, I don't know. Like, I put the country. I, God, I was going to say something like. Oh, somebody got it. It's Australia. Oh, that's okay. not where it I It just says Facebook user. I don't know who this is, but I'll go back and look at it to see. So, yes, it is Australia. This is the first person I saw that said it. Um, so yeah, that was crazy to me because it's like America see, and then Canada and then Australia. But I would have thought England. Like, I 
was thinking India. I would think India the, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was thinking India, but then I was like, maybe well, and we have such a huge reader base there. Just based on population density alone, you would think like that it would be one of the more populated countries, but it was Australia. I was like, that's wild. But that's where like our second most, besides North America, that's where our second most listens come from. Okay, so for a signed copy, oh my gosh, okay, okay, so for a signed copy of Troping Through the Snow, this one's not released yet, which is like super exciting. This was like all of our Christmas books together. Um, I think there's five stories in this one. So, but this is the one that um, we just released all through December. Yeah. So this, this paperback is coming to our website soon. We're just waiting on the final proof. This one's actually like a proof copy, but we're going to do it as a giveaway. So for a signed copy of this unreleased paperback book, Troping Through the Snow series, who is up next on the podcast? Do you know this one? I I can go look. win this for my dad <laughs> you gotta win it for your dad why isn't your dad on here listening by the way okay <laughs> i know who it is i know somebody said i love you leah i love you too i don't i don't know i love you okay <laughs> you didn't look on the website because i well Carrie somebody said is Alexa she, she's not wrong She's technically not technically, wrong. Technically, she's. Oh my god! I like glass got it. It's Olivia Sinclair. <laughs> it is Olivia Sinclair. I should have said after Alexa Riley. It's Alexa Riley's currently. So we're gonna say Olivia Sinclair. Ali, you got it. So there you go. I keep the website um, updated. Do you do keep the website updated? <laughs> and actually looked at it today just to make sure I had the name right. And I was like, shit, I got to send you like five things so you can update the other authors who are coming after that. Um, okay. So, oh, for a um, signed copy of Claimed, this one is, I have like so many of these. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, I just need to do giveaways with these because this, this is like such a great book. Sweet. I loved it's this really one. really sweet. It's so sweet. It's like the security guard and he's really shy and it's like, it's so precious. Carrie, I'm not wrong. Look at her. I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> so for a signed copy of Claimed, name four ways to listen to the podcast. And you can just do it all in one comment. You just have to name four ways that you can listen to the podcast. And I'll wait. <laughs> do you know four ways? Can you not think of four ways? You do the little, you do the links every week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I literally hmm. just thought YouTube podcasts. Like I didn't <laughs> think of like you, what, where you would stream them from or whatever. Oh, no, how about, how many of you listen to the Read Me Romance podcast? Name four ways. Mm. All right. Carrie got it. YouTube, Apple, Google Play, Remy Romance website. That's right. Spot- Google Play is still a thing. Honorable mention for several people after her. Like, Carrie, you got it. You were the first one. So there's like a ton. There's Stitcher. There's, um, uh, I, I don't know. I had the whole thing listed out. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all of that. So there's tons of ways. YouTube, Facebook. Oh, look at that. Everybody's answering. I love you guys. Uh, oh, for a set of, I have two of these. So for the Read Me Romance volumes, um, which were three and four. I like just said that too. We're giving away these and I'll actually sign the one that we're in. Um, so for a set of these, um, what was the question? Oh, how many books has Alexa Riley released on the podcast? 
I had to count. I really did not know. So if you take a guess, you can get close. I had to go back and count the ones I sent you when I was like, okay, what, what story are we putting in this book? And so we actually have another book that's coming later this season, but I'm not released it yet. Okay. I have 12. <laughs> My mom's <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's only on the podcast. How many podcast books? 12, 11, 10. Nobody said it yet. So, oh, wait, wait, hold on. I think somebody just got it. Everybody's just like blowing up numbers. Shit, I have to go back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying, I'm trying to look. I thought somebody said it. Fuck. <laughs> this is amazing. There's so many answers right I'm now. Guess Do it. 12. No, it's 18. I see Jesus. 17. Somebody said 17. That's the closest. So I'm gonna call it since I since I said it. So this Facebook user. Oh my god. 17. Your mom is here. I know. I just said my mom's in How about LB said 69? This is a good guess. That is a good guess. No, so we've had 18 audiobooks play on the podcast. Number 19 will play in March, but as of right now, it's 18, which is insane to me that we've written 18 books just for this podcast, thereabouts. Yeah. All right. So that concludes the paperback portion of this episode. <laughs> so next up we have, would you rather, um, oh, and you know, also honorable mention for Shannon coming in with 18, like way after <laughs> she's like, just in case. <laughs> All right. So I have a, would you rather, and there's really no prize to this. It's just kind of fun. But, um, all right. So would you rather read the dirtiest scene in a book while getting a pap smear or a mammogram? Pap smear. Why would I agree with that? I don't, I just feel like it would be really hard to read one during a mammogram, but I'm just <laughs> I kind of feel like, <laughs> I feel like it would be. It would almost be like when I was right, I was looking at it and I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, I feel like you could read it while you were getting a pap smear, but I almost feel like the mammogram would be a little too intimate while you were reading something like that, right? Like, I don't know why it feels more intimate. The pap, the mammogram does. I just yeah. feel easier angle, but a pap smear never makes me shy. I think one time I was getting a pap smear and I took a picture. Of what? You got. Like, so I was like, I'm gonna oh, yes, you smear. did. You 100% <laughs> did of the doctor right in your vagina. <laughs> but you know, we've had, we've had instances where we've shared a lot of photos, some accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking about right now. My mom oh is my watching this. God. Watch your mouth. My mom's. I'm not. I was just like, I literally, when you just said that to me, I was like, you're in the room <laughs> i literally forgot about that i never watched that i never seen it i accidentally sent mel a video that was not meant for her and i only played one second of it and i before you I, knew that was I, and i was out i was like oh shit this is accident accident and i deleted i mean i just had to say there's probably you know there, there's not parts of my body you haven't seen now <laughs> uh, well you know as one does okay so all right second would you choose who would you choose all right if you had to choose a hero one that sings song your name he sings songs melissa while he comes 
Okay. Or one that mispronounces your name in bed, no matter how many times you correct them. I guess sing song. Yeah, I think sing song. And Shannon's right. I was just literally thinking that, that there's so much lube that the doctor wouldn't realize I was getting wet if I was oh. having a pap smear. <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, don't they put that thick jelly on? <laughs> but I would rather just sing because I would be really mad if they said the wrong name. I don't like. I don't know. I don't think I could put up with sing-songing at the climax. I I couldn't do it. I think that it would get really <laughs> hostile because then I'd start saying random names too. <laughs> You'd just be like, "What's up, Buck?" <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh Jeremy. in America. No, I'm just like. I would be I would be so visibly angry because people call me Lee all the time and I would just be so angry if someone called me that during sex I'd be like here too god damn it (laughs) all right um would you rather only be able to read one book a month or be forced to read your most hated romance (sighs) once a month so oh. you won't you get you have to choose you can only read one book a month or you can read as many books as you want but you have to read a romance you hate front to back just once a month uh, is is anybody else thinking of captive in the dark and i'm like i can't do that again stop <laughs> that one wasn't that bad though that was hard like that like stuck with me i'm like i can't do it again you know what though it's been like eight years and i can still remember all the details from that book that was a fucked up book though i don't need it rebranded into my head okay so so that's a scary question i know right because it's like i don't know that i'd want to only limit myself to one book a month but i don't know that i could get through the one that I hate the most, my most hated romance that I think about immediately, I don't think I could get through it. I think I'd get two pages in and be like, I'm never reading again. <laughs> like it would, it would be so hard. Captive in the dark is the boy next door. <laughs> it's my boy next door. Natalie Knight, stop. Captive in the dark is my boy next door, LOL. No, Natalie Knight. It's Natalie Knight's like our author next door. She is. She's like dirty books on her website. I was gonna say, if you like AR Taboo, you need to read everything this lady writes. (laughs) She has them on her website too. Yeah, they're only on her website because they're the same thing. They're taboo. So they're too taboo. But now I want to know what she's talking about. It's my boy next door. Her captive in the dark one is like. Did you read that captive in the dark, Natalie? No, I want to know. But. I just feel like if like, I had to read the, the boy book next door, like the one I do all the time. Yeah. The girl next door. That's yeah. The girl. That, I don't know. I don't God, know. that was such a fucked up book. But like, I would read that willingly again and be like, oh, yeah, I'll read it right now. That's no problem. But I'm thinking about like one of the romances that I read with that. Well, I was just miserable the whole time I was reading it. And I don't know why I like made myself finish it. So. But yeah, I don't, I think it would ruin reading for me. I don't think I could do it. I'm such a picky reader to begin with that I research mm-hmm. books before I even read them a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm a mood reader. So it just depends on, you know, what I feel like when I go to get a book, but that one, oh my God, no, 
no. The one I'm thinking, I know you know the book I'm thinking of when I talk about the romance book that I hate the most. It's that one. Are you talking about Coach? Because that's ours. No. <laughs> I loved Coach. No, you hated. Which no, I hated guarding his obsession. Oh, I loved her. No, I loved the guy in that book. I, I loved thought, her. Well, She's the so heroine, stupid. she was one of those too stupid to live ones. <laughs> And that's why, like, it, those are hit or miss for me only because I have to be in the mood to write that. Or not to write it, but to be in a story, to write that story. So, like, you write the heroines. So I have to be in the place where I'm not annoyed by her. And when we were writing that book, I was like, we've got to write I something else. I just kept else. thinking, I'm, I'm Amelia Bedelia. Everything, oh I, everything you say, I'm going to take extremely literal. Yeah, totally <laughs> literal. And that's what it was. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with once a month books. Are you reading the book you hate? Are you going once a month? I'm gonna read the book I hate, but I'm gonna go on a mission to find a short book that I really hate. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. I would I would purposely try to find a, like a two page book. <laughs> I hate it. I'm gonna write the, the five page book that we all <laughs> fucking hate, all of us. And all the shit. And you're and like, welcome guys you're welcome okay um would you rather go on a date with a guy that chews with his mouth open or that talks loudly to the server that oh one i even God. like as i was writing it i was like this is a hard choice what's, what's wrong with talking loud <laughs> I mean, well, if I it's just like loud. only loud to the server i can't i can't stand when people chew with their mouth open like that but I get, I think I would be even more upset if they talk loudly to the server. Cause I'd be like, is the server mad at us? Now they're going to spit in our food. Like I can't, I can't, I can't chance that. I would feel so awkward though. If somebody was talking really loud and it drew attention. See, I made it about myself. I'm like, everybody's <laughs> looking at us. Physical challenge. Carrie, like Carrie, she fucking killed me. She picked the physical challenge. She's like, neither. No, thank you. Neither. God. Oh my God. No, I would, I think I'd have to do, I think I'd have to do the, the mouth open and just not stare at them. Right. I guess. I don't know. I live with two very loud talkers. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if it's so bad. Like my husband talks loud and my daughter talks loud, loud enough where it makes my cat meow. They don't like it. Like when they're having a conversation back and forth, mm -hmm. it's loud. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but you, but you also have the ability to like turn your hearing aids down. That's true. I just walk out. Or <laughs> I put another sound in it. <laughs> there was this, um, this TikTok I saw the other day and this girl was getting ready for a date and she was like, get ready with me. I'm going on a date with a white guy. And this was, you know, a black girl and she was so pretty and she was doing her makeup and stuff. And I'm like, oh, she was excited. You could tell, like, she's like, I don't know, you know, we're just going to see how it goes. You know, like he, these are my profile pictures and she showed them and stuff. And then at the end of it, she's like home from her day and she's washing her face and she's like, no, mm -mm, no, this did not work out. No. And she was talking about like, like some of the stuff she was telling me, it seemed like, like maybe she experienced that a lot. And I'm like, are men just terrible now? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I guess that's the yes. Like that's the <laughs> consensus that men are terrible because she was like she was like it was the same bullshit blah 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 and then she's like 
you know, saying, um, God, she, he was talking about his ex. She was like, he never asked me anything about myself. He talked about himself the whole night. I was just kind of, uh-huh, and like nodding along. And I'm just like, ah, that sounds terrible. That sounds awful. That sounds awful. I know. And I can't imagine like getting dressed up and being excited and like they're having this possibility and like you had like a good conversation with someone and you were like, oh, maybe there's, maybe this is going to go somewhere. And you meet them in person and they're so fucking obnoxious. She was like, he used a 10 year old picture, lied about his height. I was like, oh, these are all bad things to start with. I mean, I can kind of get over the, um, talking about yourself too much because rambling of too much information is actually like a nervous text. So somebody's like nervous and anxious. Mm -hmm. So they're just a word salad just trying to fill the space yeah but the other adding in on top of on top there's also i think you can tell though when you're with someone that it's a nervous excitement Mm -hmm. versus like oh i'm i finally have an opportunity to talk about myself yeah you know what though like to be fair if i went on a date that's i'd probably lean towards the latter i'd probably be like it's time welcome you're here for the one woman show wouldn't shut the fuck up <laughs> i think i would obviously because i remember we went i hadn't gone to a house party in forever and we mm-hmm. went to one like a month ago or something and there was a girl from new york there and she'd met the guy from a different they met in a different country at a wedding and they came back another dating she's from new york and he's from kansas city and they're traveling back and forth mm-hmm. and when i left there i realized i had like peppered her with questions for like two hours i was like i feel like i was the opposite what what like, happened to you did you have did you well, like, i was drink? curious like i was like, like oh, what? Was this and that and i just asked a ton of questions like because it's an interesting romance they both came from different parts of the united states oh see to, like listen Greece. if they, you tell me you got a good love story i'm in I we did. are and in the zone that, i'm not yeah. leaving your side all night and we are locked what, in and one of the first things she said was and then he agreed he wouldn't sleep with me on the first night and he said <gasps> why I never sleep with girls on the first night. What? It's like his standard rule. I immediately want him. Immediately. So, like, so I was like, I'm like invested. But when we left the party, I was like, I like interrogated that girl. <laughs> I would want to know everything. Oh my God. Yeah. So how about I was there. It was LB's birthday and we were at a party in Nashville and there was like a couple who came late and they had like, the best engagement story. It was so good. And I actually spent time with them in Mexico. There were a couple that came with us and they're like long story short. And maybe I've even mentioned it on the podcast because it was so wild, but they were hiking up the side of like this fucking mountain and she sprayed him in the face with bear spray and he still proposed to her. <laughs> it was just like, it, I, I feel like that night, I feel like I asked her, 83 million questions because I was like, I have to know everything. Maybe this is like the romance writer brain, but it's just like, I have to immediately know it all. I like sat down. I was like, what else? Then what? How yeah. than this? How often are you going back and forth? She's like, oh, I'm like, what airport are you going in and out of? She's like, LaGuardia. I'm like, I heard they redid it. I was like, oh. <laughs> Did you make a friend? What the fuck? Where were you? I didn't even Facebook friend her when I got off there. Cause I, I know her. You're like, I'm I know play the guy. Cool. Okay. I, get it. I mean, I'm not looking for, you know me, I'm not looking for new friends. I'm always looking for a good story. Man. 
Oh my God, Carrie, I wished on the full moon that she'd make me a lesbian. You ain't playing. Like, I, if I could be, oh, speaking of lesbian, look, I, my daughter made me a bracelet. She asked me what colors I want. And I told her, I was like, oh, what about like pink and orange? And so, and she was like, that's the lesbian flag, but okay. And then just did it. It's like dead ass. Just I was like, you're 11. How do you know that? And I don't. <laughs> I always said one of the greatest things ever was when my daughter was like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I, hope so. <laughs> I was One like, I don't day. have to deal with any men around here dating. I at least hope that, like, she's open to the possibility. Like, just give it a chance. You just never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I would not, I would not want to date. Although I'm picking the open mouth because the loud talker to the the waiter would just, or the server would just drive me insane. Because I, I can't stand the thought of like someone in the food industry being upset with me. I can't stand that. I've waited tables too long. No, that's not happening. I, I guess that's what I was thinking though with the whole allowed talker. I'm like, I don't care. Cause I've served so much. And yeah. when I was younger that I just, all those people blurred together, asshole yeah. in and out. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. But food would fall out of his mouth. Yeah, probably. Okay. And it would be the last time we would ever be together. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, <clears throat> would you rather go to a nudist resort all day or give a 30 minute motivational speech in a room full of people? Do I have to be nude? Yeah. Fully nude. Head to toe. You can wear sandals. What about socks? Yes. hundred percent on the socks and you can sit on a towel. I'll do a, mo- a motivational speech. What you really? You fucking prude. Yeah. <laughs> what you really? You would not get naked. It's a naked. It's not. No, it's naked. I would get naked if it's like for like an hour, or like if you're like a thirty minute presentation or thirty minutes of naked. I might. I pick naked. I don't like the idea. I don't like to sleep naked. It's uncomfortable. When I get out of the shower, I immediately get dressed, and it's not because I'm like don't look at my body it's just i don't know i like clothes look at it we said oh i'll double down and give a ted talk butt ass <laughs> i bet you <laughs> would you slut <laughs> i just don't like the idea of not being it feels uncomfortable to be naked all day even if i was naked at home by myself yeah it's just uncomfortable to me for some reason but i don't go anywhere without socks on like the first thing I do when I get out of the shower is put socks on. You can wear socks to the nudist colony. So I just think I'd be uncomfortable. Well, I watched this video and I posted it on Instagram to my stories. And then a, an awesome follower actually sent me the full clip because it was um, Kevin Hart, the comedian. And he was talking about like uh, they were doing like a podcast and his friend was like, so my wife and I, we go to a nudist colony. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, so we just kind of like to be naked around other people. And he's like, stop talking. No. What? What is, what's going on? And he like, it's like his brain can't process what his friend's saying. And so it's hilarious to hear it because he's talking about like, you know, my wife and I, we don't, we don't swing. We just like being around other people. It's like, she likes to tan. I like to look like we have a good time. Like, it's all good, you know? And, um, they were like, but, but do people look at you and he's like yeah but that's kind of the point like 
people want to look, but he's like, they're not like gawking, but they're looking at naked bodies as like dicks and pussies and tits. <laughs> it's like, it's all just out there. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, like that, that wouldn't bother me. I don't think being nude would bother me. I probably feel like my boobs, like I'd want to like do something with them. So like, can we just like circle these yard dogs for a minute? Cause they're just getting out of the cage. I, and then now that you said that, my husband would leave me alone. <laughs> he would like he doesn't bother have to go me. in this scenario. Like every five seconds, he would bother me. <laughs> Uh -uh. yeah okay all right so what would your motivational speech be about 30 minutes 30 minute speech that's a long time to talk we've been talking could, 45 minutes you could probably do it i could talk <laughs> about i don't know how to kill your husband and get away with it you, you probably would and you do it well <laughs> you'd be like Go to Hobby Lobby. I don't think you talk. I don't know if that's been on this week's episode yet. <laughs> All right. Oh, I don't know if it's been on this episode yet. Yeah, I think it's on tomorrow's episode. We talk about that. All right. Would you rather host the reunion show for the Real Housewives, any which of your choosing, or Sister Wives? You would host the reunion show. Which one? And the players have to stay in the room and answer the questions. They have to answer the questions. Sister Wives. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> I That's feel like Cody tries to dodge <laughs> questions. Like yep. it's, nobody's been, I got some Well, let's say ask. this. He's going to do what he's going to do in a regular interview, but you get to be the one asking the questions. I don't know. I don't think that's true because there was a few cuts and Sookie looked like she had to step back. And I almost think she looked like she cried at one point or something. Something happened. Yeah. And I don't think that she got to ask what she wanted to ask mm -hmm. because he was going to walk out. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess it just, I mean, I don't want to hang out with him, but if I got to nail Cody down and he had to answer my questions, mm -hmm. that would be one thing. If not, then I'm going to go do one of the housewives. I feel like with the housewives, what you see is what you get. Like there's really no mystery. And if it's, juicy they're gonna air it they're not gonna like i don't feel like there's gonna be much left over for the reunion show other than just being catty you know i feel like with sister wives you have an opportunity like you say to nail him you know to ask the questions that he's not been answering yeah but i don't know that anybody could get him to answer those questions though <clears throat> yeah i don't know i don't know all right. I've never watched Sister Wives either. Whoever said that. I've never watched Sister Wives or Real Housewives. So I'm still picking Sister Wives. I just think it's fine. I watch Big Love. I feel like that counts. All right. Here's the last one. If you had to read one AR taboo book out loud to your spouse, which one would it be and why? Go back and look at them. <laughs> Refresh. So just the taboo box. Just the air taboo. You have to read one of them out loud to your spouse. Which one are you reading them while? Oh, there's not many to choose from. That's mm -mm. not a menage. I'm not into the milk thing. Mm -hmm. It's too bad. One of us is. So. <laughs> but uh, milk. For his, for my uncle. That milk really uncle. Hot. Natalie's night. I 
was good i could see that one i feel like that one i would probably read out loud because i feel like it's the most tame you know like not tame but like the least kinky if that makes sense yeah yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> i mean i'd read any of them <laughs> but mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't. I wouldn't be as eager to read some of the like, like team player. I probably wouldn't read that one out loud. Yeah, I don't think I want to read a a, a gang bang out to my husband. Wait, did we say our spouse? Right. Well, yeah, significant other. Yeah. Okay. Because mm -hmm. if we're talking about our parents, it's totally, I'm changing my answer. No. Oh my God. No. No. We're not even gonna like. We're just not even gonna just entertain that idea that's not happening so no but i felt like that was that was the most tame option on there so oh my god that was hilarious okay so that was all of the would you rathers and quizzes so thank you guys so much for participating and playing along with us we really appreciate it um we're actually going to do um something a little um well it's the same for us but it's going to be weird for you guys so what we normally do um, when we record these episodes is we have to pause. So we're going to talk like this and we're going to introduce the book and then we're going to pause for a couple of seconds and then we're going to come back and we're going to do our closing. And so this is when our amazing podcast producer, Lola, she comes in and she edits it and sticks it all together and puts the audio book in between where we talk. So we're going to do that right now. And it may seem a little weird, but this is how we normally record. So. I'll just uh, say again, we're, you're about to listen to Sweet Treats by Alexa Riley, um, and I'll read you the book bio. Charity Treats is an elementary school teacher with a secret crush on the uncle of a student. She's been lusting from afar, but little does she know he's been taking steps to make her his. Reese Lavella has been obsessed with Raven since the second he's, well, Charity, since the second he saw her. The Valentine's Day school dance is his opening to make her his and make sure she doesn't get away. <clears throat> Excuse me. Warning. Their story is fast, hot, and sugary sweet. Grab some chocolate and snuggle up with this adorable read. So this is called Sweet Treats by Alexa Riley. Um, don't forget to enter this week's giveaway, which is going to be a signed um, copy of probably Tripping Through the Snow, since that's our newest one. If you want to do like a signed paperback of that for the giveaway this week. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll do that. And then, um, so make sure you enter this week's giveaway. Check out the, the newest book that we have, have coming up, which is something with Match Fuck Wilson. <laughs> Meeting her match. Meeting his meeting her match. Meeting so, his match. Um, one of those. It's, it's one got of a ring, those. It's got a purple mm -hmm. ring on the cover. We'll have it all in the show notes. <laughs> 
So make sure you check out that. And then um, that's what we've got that one. And there's going to be the other duet that's coming up for the new releases. I guess that's it. And we're going to go play the first installment. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. This is Sweet Treats by Alexa Riley. Read for you by Avi Page. Chapter One Charity Miss Treat? I look up from the stack of papers I'm grading to see Scott Grayson standing in front of my desk. His sandy blonde hair is a mess, and a smudge of dirt is on his cheek. He clearly had a good time during the extra recess the class has earned today. His bright blue eyes sparkle with mischief, and I know what's coming. Everything okay, Scott? I glance over at the clock and see I still have a few minutes until the class has to come back to collect their things at the end of the day. My Uncle Reese was asking about you again. My cheeks warm as a smile spreads across Scott's face. I have to give it to the guy. He's relentless. Maybe a little bit of a romantic at heart. I didn't know third graders played matchmaker, but apparently this one does. Whenever Scott has a moment to talk to me, it's always about his Uncle Reese and just how wonderful he is. I have to stop myself from asking how his uncle is, because I'm sure he'll run and tell him anything I might say. Then again, who knows what he's telling him. For all I know, he didn't ask about me at all, and Scott is making this up all on his own. I'm not sure I want to know what he's telling his uncle about me. Did you have fun during the extra recess? I try to change the subject because I don't want to think about how my heart does a little flutter every time Scott brings up his uncle. Or how I feel a little weak in the knees when he sometimes shows up to pick him up from school. It makes me feel things I've never felt before. In all kinds of places. It's how I always feel when his eyes are on me. I don't understand why he watches me, though. Reese is one of the hottest men I've ever seen in my life. He's been the topic of conversation at more than one staff lunch here at Hartwood Elementary. I know more about him than I probably should at this point, as all the female teachers here can't seem to stop talking about him. Even a few male teachers, too. I know that at the age of 30, he's a well-respected architect in the city. He was recently named one of the most eligible bachelors in Seattle, has his own charity that helps underprivileged kids go to college, and is more active in his nephew's life than half the dads around here. All that perfection, and it's not even counting how handsome he is. So he's definitely not looking at me. I'm the new third grade teacher who's a little overweight with no plans to change it. I'm not giving up sweets for anything, not even to get into a smaller size. I wear thick-framed glasses because my eyesight is terrible, and I've got uncontrollable curly hair that always gets in the way. I'm so shy and inexperienced when it comes to men, I can barely say hi to him when he tries to talk to me. Maybe he's looking at me and wondering why the school would hire a teacher who is so shy she can barely speak. Maybe that's why he was asking about me. He's probably worried Scott isn't getting the schooling he should be. And for what some of the parents pay to send their children here, I can't even be upset about that. Scott does the cutest half-eye roll at my change of subject. He asks if you were going to be at the Valentine's Day party. Of course I'll be there. I wouldn't want to miss seeing you in your suit. 
I smile back at him, not taking the bait. This kid is good. We both turn and look as students start to pile into the room. Everyone get your stuff? Don't forget your agendas. Your spelling test is tomorrow. I tell them over the noise as they move about the room, doing as I say. I'll tell him you'll be there, Scott says excitedly. He seems happier about this than the actual party. He's right too, Miss Treat. You do have pretty eyes. With that, Scott turns and runs toward his cubby to get his backpack. My face warms once again. The bell rings a moment later, and the kids file out of the room, leaving me thinking about Scott's innocent words, and also thinking about what I'll wear to the party. I haven't given it much thought. My mind has been on making the chocolate candies I'll be bringing. We still on, Apple says, breaking me from my thoughts as she enters my classroom. Her brown hair is pulled into a tight braid. Apple is just as eccentric as her name. I can never guess what she'll wear from one day to the next. It all fits her, seeing as she's the art teacher. She is the only friend I've made since I moved here. The other teachers are nice, but Apple made it clear she wanted us to be friends as well as colleagues. And tonight is the first night we are going to hang out outside of school. I've been looking forward to it. Her husband is out of town this week, and she doesn't want to go straight home to an empty house. I have a feeling an empty house is something that would drive Apple crazy. Apple likes to talk. A lot. I've been in Seattle for over five months and haven't made any other friends at all. She'll actually be the first person I've ever had over to my condo. I've never had a place of my own and it's exciting to have a space to call mine. Well, for the time being, that is. When I first got to Seattle after I learned I actually got the job at Hartwood Elementary, I had to stay in a hotel until I could find a place. It wasn't that bad, since I graduated college in the spring and left the dorm rooms at Berkeley to come straight here. I didn't know where I'd finally land a job and didn't want to put down roots until I knew. It was hard, and most of the places were way out of my price range on a teacher's salary. I am lucky to have gone to college on a scholarship that had given me room and board. It left me without a giant pile of student debt, but my budget is still somewhat tight. Then I lucked out and found a place to lease in a fancy building that's within walking distance of the school. The only catch is I can only stay there until they find a buyer for the place, and I have to be ready to move at a moment's notice. And I can't be there if they need to show the place to a potential buyer. In the four weeks since I've lived there, it hasn't happened once. That's been a relief, because I haven't had time to look for another place. I've been too wrapped up in my first teaching job. Yep. I stand up, grabbing my cardigan off the back of my chair before sliding it on and smoothing out its wrinkles. Just need to grab my bag. I get it from the cabinet and bundle in all the papers I have left to grade. Miss Treat. My head flies up at the sound of his voice. Reese's voice. It's deep and husky and not a voice that I would ever forget. It slides across my skin, making goosebumps rise. Scott forgot his agenda. A smile pulls at his full lips as his gray eyes roam over me, and his smile grows when they stop at the top of my head, reminding me I'm still wearing a headband with hearts attached to springs, making them bounce around. I quickly reach up and grab them off of the top of my head and try to smooth my unruly hair. 
My eyes go to Scott, who has a matching smile on his face. I know he forgot it on purpose. Go grab it, I tell Scott, keeping my eyes locked on him, determined not to meet Reese's. My knees are doing the weak thing again. Scott runs towards his cubby and Reese moves towards me, filling up my line of sight and giving me no option but to look at him. You'll be at the party tomorrow, he asks as his hand comes up to move one of my curls away, tucking it behind my ear. My breath catches. He's never touched me before. Heck, I don't think he's even been this close to me before. I open and close my mouth, and my face turns red. He leans in a little, moving his mouth to my ear. Breathe, Charity. His warm breath hits the shell of my ear, and I do as he commands. Now answer me, sweetheart. Of course, most of the teachers will, I finally say, shocked I don't stumble over my words. He leans back, and I look anywhere but at his face. He's so tall, I don't have to try very hard. I barely come up to the middle of his chest. I'm only asking about you. My eyes snap to his. Gone is the playfulness, and something else lurks beneath his gaze. Something I can't read. Yes. This time I speak easily, but maybe that's because it's only a one-word answer. Good. We'll have dinner after. I... Let's go, Scott, he says cutting off my response. He turns and leaves without giving me a chance to tell him no. Oh my God, Apple says. I'd completely forgotten she was in the room. Since that man has been picking up his nephew, not once has he ever asked someone out or taken anyone up on an offer to go out. Never, I ask, suddenly interested in his dating life. Never, not even when Becky asked. Apple gestures to her boobs knowingly, as if I don't know who Becky, the kindergarten teacher, is. She does have giant boobs that should be covered better during school hours, or maybe they simply look giant because her waist is so small in comparison. I think he even told her she was being inappropriate. Maybe it was inappropriate. Not that I'm considering going. I should definitely not. I'm his nephew's teacher, and I'm shocked he wants to go on a date with me. Things could get messy if it doesn't work out. And by messy, I mean me brokenhearted and crying every time I see him. Because I'm an uncontrollable crier. If a puppy is too cute, I'll cry. God, what am I going to do? I ask her. I can't go out with him. Not only would it chance breaking my heart, but the teachers would talk. They always talk, and more so when it's about Reese and what he's up to. I'm pretty sure they even read crap about him online. Maybe I should be reading the articles too. Oh, you're going to dinner. Apple has a giant smile on her face. Why is everyone so excited to play matchmaker here? Even if I agreed to go on a date with Reese, I'd be so in over my head. I can barely form sentences around him or stop myself from blushing like a schoolgirl. What would we even talk about? Stop overthinking it. I can see your mind going a mile a minute. We'll have some wine and talk it out. Also, what are you wearing tomorrow? Crap, I forgot about getting a new dress. Maybe we should stop for an extra bottle of wine, I tell her, throwing my bag over my shoulder. 
I'll have to dig something out of my closet. I have a feeling Reese isn't going to go down easy when I inform him I won't be going to dinner. I don't think he's a man who hears the word no very often. Chapter 2 Reese Scott runs through the front door and tosses his backpack on the stairs before heading into the kitchen. I follow him, hearing the sounds of my sister and knowing she'll probably have something to eat. I smile when I see Scott give her a hug and take a plate of something over to the table. Where's mine? I ask, placing a hand over my heart and pretending to be injured. On the table, she says with a smirk. My sister, Kim, is a damn good mom and always has food in the house, which is why I like coming here. She and her husband, Eric Grayson, have been married since they were 19. Eric works in pharmaceutical sales, so he travels a lot during the week. I like to help out when I can by taking Scott to school or picking him up, even though Kim is more than capable. She and Eric are still hopelessly in love. They have been from the day he transferred to our high school and they saw each other for the first time. I always wondered what that was like, until the day I saw Charity and it all became clear. Did you see her? Kim asks, leaning up against the counter. I take the plate she's made for me and walk around to the breakfast bar and take a seat. I look over to see Scott playing with something at the dining room table. I want to make sure he's out of earshot, though the kid seems to hear everything. I have a date, I say proudly, popping a strawberry in my mouth. She puts her hands over her mouth and looks at me in shock. She said she'd go on a date with you? I grimace at her excitement. Not exactly. I think about how shocked she looked when I told her we were going out to eat. I smile. But she'll go. Maybe I can finally start taking Scott to school then. I swear they probably think his parents have abandoned him. But in reality, my brother has a crush on my son's teacher and he's borderline stalking her. Borderline? I ask, raising an eyebrow. She knows some of the things I've done to get charity in my sights, but not everything. It's probably better that I don't know all the details, she says, holding up her hands and walking into the dining room where Scott is sitting. I watch from a distance as she leans down and kisses the top of his head and then sits beside him, asking him about his day. I watch her and think about our parents and how proud they would be of her. Our dad died in a work accident when we were little leaving my mom with a big chunk of insurance money to help provide for us. Kim and I were lucky that we were both able to go to college and do what we wanted without having to worry about struggling financially. When our mom passed suddenly from breast cancer last year, it was a big blow to all of us. We've managed to make it through, even though there's an empty space in our family that can never be filled. My mom always encouraged me to follow my dreams, so I did. I went to school and got my degree and then my master's in architecture. After I'd done that, I decided to open my own business and have since become one of the best architects in Seattle. I've been focused for so long on building my firm and creating new and exciting things that I let any sort of love life fall to the side. I haven't had a girlfriend since middle school, and the last time I took a woman on a date, a bush was president. I've taken Scott to school every so often since he started. His school is right next to my offices, so it's easy to pop over and pick him up and then run him home afterwards, saving my sister a trip. 
but one day when I walked into his class, I spotted Charity. That's when I knew what my mom and sister had been droning on about all these years, that first spark and the feelings of protectiveness and love that come out of nowhere. One glance at Charity and I was instantly head over heels. She hadn't so much as spoken a single word to me, and I was already imagining her walking up the aisle towards me. The fact that she paid me no attention every time I tried to talk to her was a blow to my ego. It wasn't that I thought I was good looking or any better than other men. It was the fact that this woman was clearly my future wife, and she wasn't even willing to look me in the eyes. Every time I tried to bring up something personal, she'd change the subject to Scott. Now I love the kid, don't get me wrong but I was starting to get jealous of the way she smiled at him. I was about to enroll in her class if she didn't agree to go on a date with me, so today I decided to pull out all the stops. I told Scott that he should forget something in class so I could sneak back in, and the little dude helped me out. I wasn't waiting on her to agree to anything with me. I was past that point and ready to make demands. So after I told her about dinner, I got out of there. No sense in giving her time to wiggle out of it. The only thing I want to see her wiggling out of are her clothes. Her dark curls and thick-framed glasses gave me aches all up and down my body. My dirty teacher fantasy has come to life in front of me, and I want to rip away her button-up collared shirts and let those big tits of hers bounce on my face. I want her to ride me while I suck her nipples. Reese! Scott shouts, and I shake my head. Clearly, that wasn't the first time he'd said my name. Do you have a nice suit for the party tomorrow? He asks, and I smile. I've got it covered, kid. I'll let your mom pick you up tomorrow, but I'll see you at the dance. Thank Kim, I say over my shoulder, giving Scott a high five and heading out. Charity should be home by now, so I can leave. When I bought the building downtown and redesigned it, I'd imagine selling off the units below me. I am on the top floor, and the floors below have tremendous real estate value. I'd seen Charity that first day and decided I needed to do some homework. I waited around a few times and overheard that she was looking for a place to stay. I made sure that an email boasting new property for lease and close to the school was sent to her. I made it seem like it was being rented until a buyer came along. I even had an agent meet her to explain the details. I never had any intention of selling the place, not while she is in it, at least. But I knew that having her close would help me sleep at night, especially knowing that one day I'd be able to get her on my floor. I hop in my car and make the drive across town to my building. I park in the garage and take the private elevator up. Instead of going to the penthouse, I stop on the lobby level to speak with Joshua. He's the evening guard, and as he sees me approach, he stands and smiles. Hello, Mr. Lavella. Everything is well this evening. He hands over a clipboard with a couple of signatures and points to the one on the bottom. Miss Treat has brought in one guest. I'd be happy to pull the cameras if you'd like to view the visitor. I shake my head, seeing the name. That won't be necessary, Joshua. Thank you. Say hello to Sandy for me. Have a nice night. Will do. You as well, sir. I'm sure Joshua knows what I'm up to. Since Charity moved in, I've been checking security regularly, along with any visitors that might be entering. So far, she's only had a couple of food deliveries, 
which Joshua was kind enough to intercept and deliver personally. He received a hefty bonus for his efforts and plans to take his wife to Hawaii for their anniversary. Worth every penny. I step onto the elevator, and as much as I want to go to her floor, I don't. I hit the button for mine and take it all the way up. When I get inside, I go to my office and check the feed. Joshua isn't aware that I have my own cameras in place, and I click back through until I find the spot at which she enters. I watch as she and her coworker get on the elevator, then I flip to the next camera outside her door to watch her make it inside safely. I had to fight myself from sneaking cameras inside because I wasn't sure if I'd be able to control myself if I saw much more. After I watch the tape three more times, I go over to the couch in my office and stretch out. I smile to myself, thinking that this time tomorrow, I'll be alone with her, and then she'll have no choice but to fall in love with me. All I need is a moment alone, then she'll see what I do. She'll feel the undeniable force pulling us together, and then we can stop pretending. Charity Treat is going to know that there is no world without me, just as I have no world without her. Chapter 3 Charity I still can't get over this place, Apple says as she takes another sip from her wine glass. We're already well into the second bottle we picked up on the way back to my place, and the takeout containers are long empty. My whole body is buzzing at this point, making me feel warm. Some of my fears about tomorrow drop away for a moment. I look around the condo and couldn't agree more with her. This whole building is amazing, and it's going to suck when I have to leave it. I know I'll never again be able to afford something as beautiful as this on a teacher's salary, but I'd never give up teaching to live somewhere fancy. That doesn't mean I won't enjoy this place while it lasts. It's a taste of a life I never thought I could experience. I grew up in foster care after losing my grandmother, who raised me. I was 10 years old when she passed, and she was all I ever had. I remember my mother stopping by here and there when I was little, but it's more a blur, and I often wonder if the memories are real. They didn't hurt, but can something really hurt you if you didn't know it? I don't remember missing her or thinking she'd come back to get me when my grandma died. In fact, I never really thought of her at all. Losing my grandma was hard. She wasn't the most nurturing, but she was always there for me. I got lucky, though. Crazy lucky, in fact. When I landed in the foster system and went to live with Aunt Kay and Uncle C, as we all called them. Two retired married teachers who could never have children of their own. They always had at least six children in their care. When one left, another would come to live with us. They were wonderful to all of us. And while they were loving, they were also realistic with us. They gave us the tools to succeed in life. Every night when we got home from school, we had dinner together. Then we went back to studying after a little playtime. They told us the only way to get somewhere in life is to work hard. They were determined all of us would not only get into college, but would get scholarships to help us as well. But even with all the studying, there was still time for laughter and some love. Even though I haven't seen some of my foster brothers and sisters in a long time, we still send emails and call. Others got busy with life, 
but we understood there would always be a bond that held us together. I felt like every time someone left the nest, it sent them far away from the home Aunt Kay and Uncle C had made for us. Though it was a nice place and I know they loved us, it was never really our home. It was a holding place, a safe place that taught and prepared us for the world, and I'd always be grateful to them. Grateful for what they gave us and how they opened their home to all of us. All the furniture came with it, I admit. If it hadn't, we'd be sitting on the floor with only a small love seat and mini fridge. That's all I have from college. It's the only furniture that I actually own. God, I really hope no one takes this place out from under me, because I need more time to save for the move. Not only for a deposit, but furniture as well. Maybe I shouldn't be drinking on this sofa. Apple pauses, her wine glass halfway to her mouth. I push my glasses up my nose and grab my own glass. I'm a klutz. I know stains come out easy on these sofas already. She laughs and takes a big gulp of her wine. I do the same before picking up my phone. Biting my lip, I debate doing what I've been thinking about doing since I got home. Maybe we can Google him a little. Apple's eyes light up. You just said we shouldn't. She puts her glass down on the table. And what do you mean, a little? What's a little, Google? I don't know. I changed my mind. I put his name in the search engine. A little is a look at the images, not clicking the links or anything. I don't know why, but this makes it seem like it isn't so bad. You sure you want to do that? I look over at Apple, my finger hovering over the search button, all ready to go. This was her idea to begin with. Why, do you know something? I feel a tight ball form in my stomach, like I'm about to lose something I never had. Maybe I don't want to see. Or maybe it's better to know. A smile spreads on her face, making some of the tightness fade. Search. You'll either fall more for him or... She trails off, but I'm already hitting search and scrolling through pictures of him. There are photos of him at events, and a number of articles have been written about him over the past year. In many of the photos, he's with his mother or his sister. In the other photos, he's alone. I can't stop myself, and I click an article that talks about him losing his mother to breast cancer and how he donated a whole new wing to the local hospital dedicated to cancer research. Jesus, he's even more perfect than I already thought. For some reason, this makes it worse. I don't know what I thought I would find. Maybe something that showed some flaw, or that maybe he was out with a different woman every night. But none of that was there. And that's what I meant. You're going to talk yourself out of dating him because of that. Can you not date someone because they're too perfect? Is that a thing? I ask, moving to pick up my wine glass to take another drink. Instead, I hit the glass and spill my wine all over my Aristocats shirt and yoga pants. Oh my God, I bet I'm going to do that if I go on a date with him. I point to the wine on my shirt, making Apple snort. Why do you think all the single teachers are always talking about him? He's like a freaking unicorn no one can catch, not even for a fast fuck. Apple wiggles her eyebrows. I get up and go into the kitchen, trying to clean myself up. Apple appears moments later. Listen, she says, putting her hand on her hip. 
Don't freak yourself out. Look at the facts. He's never seen out with a woman, and now he's asking you to go out on a very public date. Not only that, everyone has been whispering about how he's always looking at you. Something he's never done with anyone else, just you. All this shows me is he really wants you. This isn't a game. He's more than into you. She takes a step closer, handing me my refilled glass of wine. And after what I've seen today, that date will be happening one way or another. Drink your wine and let's think on what kick-ass dress you're going to wear tomorrow. I take a big gulp, knowing she's right. I could tell today Reese is going to have me. It's just a matter of how long it will take. Welcome back. Welcome back, lady listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the first installment of Sweet Treats by Alexa Riley. Um, like I said earlier, make sure you check out everything in the show notes down below and all the good stuff we talked about. If you're joining us live on this episode, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and have fun. All your comments. I'm going to go through and make sure I got everybody for the giveaways and I will message you about um, your address and where to send them and all that good stuff. So, um, after this, Mel and I are going to go record part two for Thursday's episode, but we're going to do that privately so that we can talk about every single one of you. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. This was really fun. I loved it. So, All right. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make sure your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read.